Redeemer family, welcome to this formation moment. We got a uh, parking lot preacher today, Pastor Drew. Uh, if you did not um, watch the service yet or watch the sermon yet, uh, go watch it. That's where you find sermons each week. Um, but he preached on Jesus clearing the temple. So a little table flipping. Um, there was no live table flipping. So if you were expecting that, um, it didn't happen. And it's probably not going to happen in this moment. But uh, I've got just three questions from the sermon. And you'll notice these moments get a little bit shorter since the sermons are getting a little bit shorter, um, but we're still going to dig into the meat of this thing. So the first point, um, which I thought was great, was just this idea that like uh, we're seeing another facet of Jesus, like not just gentle Jesus. And so my question from a formation perspective is, how can we as followers of Jesus have a, a well-formed image of Jesus so that we don't come to a particular passage and think like that's out of character? Um, how do we see Jesus as who Jesus fully is? What's what's that look like in the life of a, a Christ follower? Yeah, I mean, it is as, as simple as uh, taking the time to a- answer the question of what are qualities that are in Jesus in your mind, and then start reading through the Bible of mm-hmm. those gospels and seeing how those line up. And because this passage in particular is one that just doesn't mesh with the Sunday school version uh, or a lot of people's Sunday school version of Jesus. And, and we kind of, you know, read it and we're like, wow, that sounded intense. And we kind of flip past it very quickly. We're like, oh, well, let's get back to Jesus sitting around with, you know, kids at his feet and, you know, mm. making, uh, fishes and uh, or multiplying the fish and the bread. Um, but so, so yeah, I think, I think it's being honest and that's okay. And it's, you know, recognizing that like, if you if those don't match up perfectly, you're just like the rest of us, and we're yeah. on a journey of understanding who Christ is and understanding His attributes and relearning them and reunderstanding them over and over again. Yeah, that's good. I like to call it felt felt board Jesus. You know, when you like have the little flat character that you're like moving along and telling the story in, in Sunday school, um, that's not who Jesus is, and we we find that out by reading the Gospels. So yeah. uh, pretty There's pretty, a... pretty straightforward there. <laughs> There's a there was a commercial in the Super Bowl, um, and this may be heretical, uh, but we're just gonna go with it. Uh, where Doritos and it had like this flat version. It was Matthew McConaughey or some actor. It's like flat dude walking around, and he ate a 3D Dorito, which I don't even I don't even know what that is. It's like a bugle Dorito mix. Yeah. Um, but he ate it, and all of a sudden he like came alive. And I think for us, like reading the Gospels is that you know eating of the 3D Dorito. Mm. Where okay, wow, Jesus is really coming alive and not just the stories I had in my head. Yeah, that's really good. That's good. So the next uh, thing here is you asked this question, which I thought was a great question, but what's the desire under the sin? Like, how do you look beneath the surface, which I thought was really good. And so, yeah, from that's a great question. And I think they're for you know, people who are trying to figure out, well, what does that look like? There's got, there's formation practices that can help us do that. So yeah. What would you suggest for a person who's like, I want to, I do want to get to root issues and not just, uh, you know, surface issues. What's the formation practice for somebody who says, yes, I want to take that step to go deeper. Yeah. Yeah. It made me think about, and I'm glad we have these moments because I, that 10, 15 minute sermons is an adjustment uh, to not be able to share as many illustrations, but I had this this guy I knew in college and he um, he had this rubber band on his wrist. And whenever he had like a sinful thought, whether it was greed or envy or lust or something, 
he would like pop his wrist with it. And right. at first, I, yeah, yeah. At first, I was like, oh, that's that's like a neat reminder of like you know repentance. But as I like thought about it, as I got older, I was like, you're you're you know not to downplay. I mean, he was in college, like it's free pass. But like in essence, it's like you you're not really dealing with the root of what happened. You're just trying to do behavior modification of like. Yeah. If I pop my wrist, I'll remember, don't do that. That's bad. I don't do bad things. And in the work of the the healthy Christian and Christ follower is the person who's willing to sit still and ask the questions of why do I run to that? Like, mm-hmm. what about, you know, whether, you know, we're in Lent, so we're thinking a lot about fasting right now. But like, what 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 is it that makes me run to that, you know, um, extra extra meal in the day or extra snack or extra unhealthy whatever not that you know all eating is unhealthy um but like what is it that run, makes me run to you know sometimes for me i'm like when i get stressed i will just go look at things to buy and i'll be yeah. like okay if i buy this i will feel better and then the amazon package comes and i like feel a little bit better i'm like oh like a new toy a new whatever and it's like why did i run to that like not that all amazon packages are bad but like what made me run to that instead of running to Jesus. And that was what so that caught my eye so much in this passage is that a like the physical Jesus is right there, but the temple is the representation of the meeting of man and God and right proximate to that people are choosing the emptiness of sin. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, and the, it's uh there's going to be some neat alignment or synergy this week with the devotional because the theme this week will be dwell. Um, and that's the question I'm asking all of us to wrestle with is like, where are the places we run instead of acknowledging that the presence of God is with us? Cause in Jesus, you know, through the Holy spirit, he says, I'm never going to leave you or forsake you. And so we don't have to go to the temple anymore. It's with us all the time. And so, yeah, I think we're, we're, we're sinking up there and hopefully this week will be a good week for people to really look at that in their lives and and that was the practice i suggested was fasting like if you haven't started fasting yet and you're like oh it's week three of lent it's too late it's not like start now and if you have and you're like why did i choose to fast from that just remind yourself again because i think that's good too like getting a few weeks into it and being like yeah this is the reason i chose this at the beginning um and 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 using that to reorient you to that what is what are the other things i'm running to and why um because those those things will be flat um they won't be the 3d jesus that's that's a good that was a good one um all right last question you asked what are we searching for that can only be found in jesus again which i think is just a fantastic question um that needs work right we got to do some work with it um i love i think it's richard foster who talks about the um, the tension that we have to hold between grace and work, like great or grace and discipline. Like we need God's grace, but we also need to be disciplined. So what's the formation practice? Um, and it may be fasting, but if there was one other that helped us say, what am I searching for? Um, what is that formation practice? Yeah. So we, yeah, I mean, fasting is a great one, but I would say even before you fast or choose what you're going to fast from it's taking the time um and as christians we should be the best at this and being honest with our sin but taking the time to sit down and and make a list and this is not to beat yourself up make a list of the things that you you struggle with i mean i mean take the passage read today from exodus 20 uh, with the 10 commandments and Mm -hmm. 
we're going through that. And as, as that was being, as I was reading that this morning, I could, I could feel like mm. some conviction. Um, yeah. And I could, as we go through that, I was like, Oh, like that, that's me. Like covet my neighbors. Uh, like you know, I think about coveting my neighbor's stuff. I'm like, I, I do that at times. Like yeah. I see a, a car or I see a, um, you know, the free, the financial freedom that somebody has that I'm like, Oh, I want that. Or I want that sweatshirt fill in the blank of it it's like let me really not just say oh that's bad i'm sorry god but let's really sit down and say like what why do i run to that so it starts with a list of saying here are the things the temptations that i i seem to succumb to on a regular basis there's no shame and guilt um like jesus bought that on the cross so we walk in the freedom of his grace and love but it's helpful to name those things if we're ever going to be able to turn from them um, and being able to say, why do I run, whether it's greed or whatever else it is, why, why do I run to that? Uh, and it's, you know, 10 times out of 10, it's because I'm hoping that I get something from that that I can really only find in Christ. Uh, take greed, for example. Greed, so much of when I think about my greediness for money, it's, it, it comes back to an idea of control. If I had X amount of dollars in my bank account, I would feel control over my life because I could purchase the things that I wanted to yeah. and have the money to where, you know, my car broke down or something happened with our house. We could pay that, you know, very quickly and very easily. It would not be stressful at all. So ultimately I'm saying, God, I don't trust it you control my life and that you are good and therefore I need to run to money to be able to have feel like I have control of my life and so that's the hard work of really digging at that because in order to ever turn fully from that greed I need to be able to first turn to God and say I need you to remind me of the goodness of who you are and that you are a sovereign wonderful father that takes care of me. Yeah, that's so good. So, yeah, the invitation this week, um, which I feel like is probably the invitation every week, is just to slow it down, right? To slow it down, to be thoughtful, to be intentional. I think that's what formation is all about. It's responding to the Holy Spirit's conviction, but also it's responding to the invitation of Jesus to live freely and to live fully, right? Um, Because everything that Jesus offers is better. And so it's not that we're giving up all good things in this world. It's that we're giving up the things that we think are good to temporarily um, for the things that are good in eternity and and on earth. And so um, take that invitation this week, consider your fasting, um, consider sin from the perspective of how does God want me to live more fully and more freely um, and see what the Lord will do in you to shape you into a person who looks and serves and loves more like Jesus. So thanks for joining us for this moment. Thanks, Pastor Drew. um, And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.